1: Good stuff. Eric Henry talking FIU football as he does, and I'm telling you, he does a, a great job. And there's so much, I guess, to, to really look forward to. And, you know, we had Coach Mack on, on our show, uh, and he was great, you know, just uh, saying how things are. Knows that having local coaches is important and getting people on uh, campus is ultra important. Uh, speaking about getting people on campus, uh, how many schools in the country? Had more opportunities to get people on campus than FAU this summer. I mean, they had camps. They had several seven-on-seven events. Uh, They had special teams events. Uh, Willie Taggart and his gang really stepped it up. This is a year where a lot of people are expecting some big, big things. Zach Weinberger covers FAU for the Palm Beach Post. He's kind enough to join us. Zach, thanks so much for taking the time.
2: Of course, Blue, of course.
1: Uh, big doings, uh, as you heard I mean, me say, uh, FAU is a busy hub uh, throughout the month of June. And then they came back and ran a camp. But the thing, as we talked last time you were on, the great thing is they kind of paid more attention to South Florida, which they haven't really done in the past. I mean, they did, but they didn't. They didn't make special days for Dade. They didn't make special days for Broward and Palm Beach, and this year they did. And I think it really—and and listen, I talk to a lot of high school coaches. I see a lot of players. To me, you go on social media anytime throughout the month of June, and all you saw were pictures. Hey, I was at FAU today. Hey, I went to a camp. That's got to be pretty—I mean, that's—what a sales a model that is.
2: Yeah, you know, I feel like this is kind of what they've been wanting to do since Taggart you know, first got hired here in 2020. But again, with with COVID and everything, I know we talked a little bit about this last time, but you you saw those camps they had for Dade, for Broward, or for Palm Beach, right. and you would think that they would have those in mind is South Florida. Every time you think of of uh, the biggest recruits from w- which state, you think of South Florida, most notably South Florida and Texas. Uh, they weren't really doing that the first couple of years, but you're seeing that sort of kind of ramping up and it just kind of echoing what you said, you know, just it, it, the commitments and just the visits just keep on coming, even though we're we're on just under a month from the season opener. So, yeah, FAU, again, they're getting a lot of attention, obviously, not just because uh, the facilities are, have been so much improved since, you know, since I first got here, since Tiger first got here. But, again, they're going to the AAC. They're going to be competing at a much higher level, so it, it, this was just kind of inevitable to kind of see more of these people um, and more of these visits and camps happen.
1: You know, Zach, the reason why there's a lot of buzz, obviously, because they've upgraded things. They their player, their personnel on the roster, is, is greater. the new coaches uh, who come in, or you know, people shake their head and they go, "Whoa, look at this!" But playing three of your first four games at home, which include UCF, which is a, which is going to be a huge draw. Uh, and also Charlotte and, and and Ohio as well as southeastern Louisiana before you go to a big Ten game at Purdue. I mean the fans can't not be excited I mean great schedule to open the season and then you get right into your league play uh, they've got an opportunity and I'm not gonna you know give them this or that but they got an, an easy chance to win seven or eight games uh, this year because of the fact that things play into their You know, they play UAB at home, which is a really, really good deal. They play FIU, obviously, in Miami. But they play Western Kentucky, another strong team at home. I mean, they're on the road uh, for a couple of games. Uh, You know, obviously, UTEP and North Texas State's going to be a game. But, you know, you have to be, and I'm sure that Coach Taggart and his staff have to be cautiously optimistic because you play back-to-back games against Power Five or potential Power Five, UCF will be, next year them and Purdue uh, a lot of focus talk about that because I think this schedule may be as impressive as they've had in a long time
2: yeah you know and again it just kind of comes with the territory now that again this is going to be our last season of Conference USA these other teams have been booking these games you know years in advance and stuff but you know, it, again, it's really easy to see Coach Taggart, the rest of the coaching staff, and the players. There's a much different feel to the locker room now than there has been, you know, since Taggart first got here. You know, and obviously they always say that the season you're currently in is the most important, but this is this has to be the most crucial year for FAU in, in a very long time. You know, you, you want to prove this year that you're ready to go ahead and move up to the AAC and prove that you that you belong. Um and right. to me again it's like you know you talk about winning seven or eight games and to me that that needs to happen I I think we we might see some pretty major changes if once again you know FAU you know ends the season last year in a four game losing streak missing out on a, on a bowl game you can't really have that this season. I mean, I, pe- no. I know a lot of people within the organization want Willie Taggart to be the guy that can kind of solve this issue, get get another conference championship, or be just in contention for that, and make a bowl game at the very least. Uh, and again, like you said, I think they have a pretty uh, awesome kind of schedule to kind of prove that. And again, if they make it past this schedule. I think they could make it past anybody, but again, that that opener against Charlotte, Ohio, South, Eastern and Louisiana, obviously that UCF game is going to be uh, really insane for for the FAU and UCF audience. So, yeah, it, sure. it's good, it's good, it's a crucial season uh, for sure.
1: Yeah, and and not only that, you have an opportunity. A lot of these kids, and especially the way they've recruited to have more home fans. In the past, they weren't recruiting as much in South Florida. They are going a little bit outside the area. But now, if you look at their roster, and I went out there, and more kids than I could ever remember were coming up to me, hey, what's up, what's up? And I'm thinking, whoa, he went to this school, he went to that school. And what a great thing, because a lot of these kids now, you know, in the past, and, uh, you know, we're over the past, but, I mean, I'm just saying in the past, they, they had more kids basically from... Jacksonville than they did from South Florida and it was crazy and I've always said that if you now you look at the powers in Palm Beach County and it's Palm Beach Central and it's going to be Cardinal Newman pretty soon with uh, with Jack Daniels and a couple of the other programs that I had an opportunity to to, to see uh, you know Dwyer will be much improved because they have a place you know uh, you have uh, uh, you know Benjamin and then in Broward County mm-hmm. You have, you have all those schools. You have the Chaminade. You have the St. Thomas. And not all those schools, Zach, have power five kids. They have schools that are group of five kids. They have kids that are maybe in between one double A type level, you know, in, in, in a, a group of five teams. So their recruiting base is a whole lot different. And as you mentioned, they have so much to give and to offer these kids where they didn't in the past, as, as looking at the stadium is one of the best facilities around their their new in uh they're they're talking about an indoor but their new uh, inside training facility with the weight room overlooking the practice fields Uh, i've always said this you have to sell your and this wasn't always in the past because i remember when my university of miami and usc were amongst the best teams and they had terrible weight rooms but now all (laughs) the kids want to see the bells and whistles and that's what they've kind of added talk about that
2: yeah, you know, and it, it's funny because people always talk about wanting FAU to kind of be uh, within the bigger schools. And really, it, it's kind of one of those things where you have to spend money to kind of make money for the future. you got to have make these facilities. You, you can't really just have, you know, kind of what it was at the Oxley Center and sell the kids that, you know, you're going to be playing for for this, you know, program. And But now with the whole Schmidt Complex being right next to the stadium and, like you said, the view from there on the fields, uh it's making it's making kids kind of consider you know south florida is a is a haven for, for for you know high school and college football but FAU has a place to belong here now you know and yeah. obviously with we'll see what happens now again i think there's just i don't even think this is kind of like it for FAU right i mean when you get to the AAC and once you kind of play there and we'll see what happens in this final year in conference USA there's going to be way more improvements that Brian White, the AD, is going to have to do to kind of sell this school as being, again, one of the powerhouses in South Florida. So it, it's yeah. very exciting because, again, like you said, the Twitter presence, especially and the social media presence, is is huge for FAU and compared to even what it was during the Kiffin years. So it, it, yeah. it's been really interesting to see that.
1: Well, you know what? Uh, Shane coming aboard, too, has helped because he's a social media guy. Oh, yeah. And he, you know, he came from, you know, the dot-coms, and he knows how to promote the team. And he's been really, really great for the program as well as getting out a lot of the kids. He's a personable guy. So every little building block, and, and that's where I look. And I'll tell you what, I, you know, when I, when I was over there and talking to Coach Taggart and Coach Kelly and the gang, uh, we, we kind of focused in on, you know, the future. And, and, and they're extremely, extremely excited. And I don't blame them. Uh, I know people are going to want to cover this and watch this. Uh, how can they do it with you from, from your website and also social media?
2: Absolutely, yeah. You know, you can follow me on Twitter at Zach Weinberger. Zach with an H-W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G-E-R. Same thing on Instagram. You can find myself at the Palm Beach Post. Recently had a story on uh, Nikosi Perry and how more comfortable he is within this offense. Going to have one soon about Evan Anderson, his weight loss transformation, one of the more exciting players on this team. Uh, And, yeah, and again, just kind of getting the content as camp continues on and obviously the opener on the 27th. So it's going to be a very fun season to cover.
1: Good stuff. Zach, thanks so much, as always. We'll hook up with you plenty during the season. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of good things to talk about.
2: Absolutely, man. Happy belated birthday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,